Nothing is ever the same twice because everything is always gone forever, and yet each moment has infinite photographic possibilities. Since I'm inarticulate, I express myself with images. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and welcome to episode 112 for the end of December, for the end of 2019. And some people might think it, for the end of the decade. I'm not going to get into that argument. Some people believe the argument the decade starts next year. You know what? I To, to me, it starts in two days. <laughs> so this is the last show of the 2010s. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, look, I don't want to hear any emails about when the decade starts. To, for me, it starts when those numbers change. 2020. So yeah, yeah. Come to the end of the year. And uh, you know what? Uh, it's been an interesting year. I won't go into it <laughs> too much. Uh, there's been good and there's been not so good. Uh, you've heard some of it on this show. And uh yeah, I'm not going to do a typical end of year show, though, like uh, what's the, you know, what the resolutions for next year are, what did I do this year that I could do better, you know, like I'm not going to do that. I've uh, got coming up uh, a chat with uh, my friend Mark Ryerson, who you might remember, uh, has been on the show a lot, part of uh, the Unusual Collective, and was on uh, for the show that I did, uh, Creative Oasis is, is, uh was did a replay in Thanksgiving this year and from a year ago. And this show is kind of a little bit of a follow-up to that one. So me and Mark will talk about uh, what I like to call or decided to call photographic insomnia. And uh, we'll explain that uh, during our talk, if that actually has an explanation. It was just a concept that uh, I uh, well didn't come up by myself. It was someone uh, who I know in the neighborhood, another photographer, and we were talking at the coffee shop and uh, sort of that phrase came up for a certain um, kind of set of uh, a be state of being uh, that uh, some of us find ourselves in uh, when we go out to take photos uh, to try to be creative. Anyway, I'll leave the uh, bulk of that discussion to, uh, to for me and Mark to share with you. Here we go. Hey Mark, thanks for thanks for coming on the show again. Yeah, thanks for having me. This this last uh, I'm not going to say the well I'm of course going to say the last it's not the last show of the decade because I don't buy that. It was certainly the last show of the year. So <laughs> uh, well, you could say the decade. It's not untrue. Yeah, but you know so there's some Yahoo out there is going to say the decade doesn't start until next year and blah blah blah. I don't oh, want to get into that mix. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, but yeah. In two days, it's going to be 2020, which is really kind of bizarre to think about, actually. I know. I'm a little bit... It's a, it's disturbing. I clearly remember Y2K. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And all the panic, the fake panic about things going crazy. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thinking 20 years ago, I was married... In 1999, so we had the, our 20th wedding anniversary this year. Wow. Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, so. 
And then, you know, if I take that and go back to the 20th century and think, well, this would, you know, kind of the equivalent of 1920. <laughs> just like, oh, no, it's just too weird. <laughs> it's too weird right. to think about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, curious what this year is going to have coming up, but uh, I'm not going to go there too much. I'm trying to try to stay in the present. So, <laughs> yeah. So in relation to that, thanks for coming. We were we were talking about this offline a couple of days ago, but uh, I wanted to. I brought up this idea of um, something called photographic insomnia, and before we start parsing that, I'll just uh, I want to give some credit where it's due uh, to someone who's uh, one of my listeners who I know in my neighborhood who listens to the show, and we were talking at the coffee shop, and it helped spark this idea. Uh, about photographic insomnia and the idea was um, the going out and and with the intention of making pictures making photography making art and as we're going out and doing this whatever it is we we are constantly losing sight of what we're doing uh, and in, in the same way that I thought about insomnia like you know when you try to go to sleep you know, you're, and all of a sudden your brain kicks into high gear and it starts trying to think of other things and you are no longer able to go to sleep. Your, your, your brain is focused on this other stuff and you sit there with your eyes open and you're, you're kind of done for the night and this goes on and on. And how did that translate to photography? And I thought, well, you know, there's, there's kind of times when you go out and you really have all this intention and you want to be creative and you have the energy and you go out and your something kicks into high gear with your brain or whatnot and you start losing it you start losing this ability to to create um can we just pause for a second yep i'm hearing some weird noise on your end mm. might be my fan okay i'm just hearing what i'm talking and so like a like a steady hum yeah, it's it's uh Yeah, when now I don't hear it. Hmm. All right. Sorry, it was really it was like distracting me. Sorry. I don't know uh, what I, I don't know. All right. That's okay. So we'll pick up. So that's the thought of like uh, you know insomnia with uh photo <laughs> photographic insomnia. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you you and me were talking offline or offline. We were talking in our uh collective group about this um and you uh first of all you had an interesting idea that that was somewhat of a follow-up to what we talked about uh was it last year it was yeah last I, th year. I think so i think last november yeah I and think. then i reposted it uh this november oh, okay uh, the creative uh oasis as it were um but well tell me what you're thinking about it just well, go into go into some of the stuff we were talking about. Yeah, I I this this concept was it's I find it interesting because you know it's not probably not quite the right word, but it definitely leans like insomnia. I mean, um, but it leans in the right direction, and I like the I like the metaphor of it. Mm -hmm. um, I was just kind of going back through what we were talking about, and um, you know, you had said you know, it's, it's like a distraction, but I think that, you know, I, I want to reiter, reiter, reiterate what we were 
uh, texting about earlier in that, you know, it, that distraction didn't feel right to me and it, mm-hmm. and it but the insomnia thing, I, I would really, I don't know what really captured me about it is it's that, um, the yearning for something so much that you can't, like it stops you, you know, mm-hmm. in, in my day job, we would probably call that analysis or paralysis by analysis. And it's paralysis by analysis. Yeah. It's like where you look at something so much that you just can't, you, it freezes you from actually taking action. Um, so it's, oh, it's always revolving around that concept of where you think too much about it and you think yourself into a rut or think yourself to a stop. And I think when this is more thinking yourself to a stop, because mm. you, um, it, it, it prevents you from, from seeing and I don't know, at least from the way that I work and the way that I like to try to photograph is I, it's very intuitive and, you know, there's a certain element of flow that comes when you're, when you're, when you're photographing and right, either when right. I'm walking on the street or working right. in the studio or portraiture, you know, it's it's not thinking and pressing the and and pressing the shutter button, mm-hmm. it, because you're responding to something else other than just the the visual stimulus. There's something else triggering you. So when you when you when you brought this concept of insomnia, I'm like, oh yeah, because now I'm thinking so much, and I all I want to do is sleep. All I want to do is photograph, and and I can't because it's something's preventing me. Right. So that's and- why it really resonated with me. Yeah, and and sleep, you know, is just you know the phrase that we're using because it's linked to insomnia. But sleep is the like in the sense the desired thing you want to do. Yeah, it's night and 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 you're tired and you and you need to to rest. And you know, translating it to photography, it's like you've got this desire to be creative. You got this need, and and you go forward, and suddenly you can't. And Distract, you know, someone might say, well, this is just you being distracted. And, and I said to you, I, I think distraction is sort of the, you know, the big, um, the the overall state that you're in. Um, but I think it's too big of a word for this because there's so many other things that can be distracting. Like my, my thing that I said to you was like squirrel, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. you know, if you're out shooting or you're doing something and suddenly something else catches your attention, you're out trying to do this, but then all of a sudden you're doing that, you know, that could be a distraction. And a distraction can be a good thing. You can suddenly, you know, you're going with the flow, you're doing something else. But the this sort of tied into like, I've got this thing I want to do. This is what I'm looking to get. This is what I'm wanting to 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 do. Maybe it's a project you're working on, or maybe it is this just idea of going out and being one with your camera and 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 all of a sudden you're you're not doing it, you know, and you you've had all intention to, you know, the, the the metaphor if we go with the metaphor of sleeping like you've gone to bed you set your pillow up you're nice and soft right and everything's comfortable and you're ready to fall asleep and then and then you start thinking about your taxes and you know the car and next week and then you know four hours have passed and, and you've done nothing you've not solved your problem and you've not slept yeah. you know <laughs> and so yeah. uh, it's like a it's it's bigger than a distraction it's a removal it's like a it's like lost time it's like you've you've gone into this zone of nowhere and how that happens photographically i was thinking for uh, for myself a little bit is like you know uh, i may have mentioned this on a show and you usually know but i got laid off from my job my half day job in september and that used to be my 
the job was part of my excuse to go out and photograph because, you know, I had to go walk to the train and I had to go, you know, um, come home, you know. And so I had these reasons to go out and, and, and walk in the street. And, and uh, I, um, I lost that when I didn't have this, you know, direction to go in. And now I actually have to go out with purpose. And when I go out with purpose... I don't always make it. <laughs> well, you you've set yourself an expect. I find you set yeah. yourself a, a, an expectation, right? Like, like you what? have to do something. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm I'm here. Like there's this this. I think huh, I feel like there's a fine balance between. Okay, I'm gonna go do something, but and so let's you so you go do it. But then at the same time, I'm gonna go do something, and I and you have a you know because you've had a lot of success in the past, you're like I gotta have something good today. Whereas mm. when you when you just did it as part of your routine, it didn't matter if you got a good photo. So you, right, you right. your your mind is a little bit more relaxed, and and when you at least what I found is you get that you get in the groove, and you just you're paying attention at a different level um, because you're still intentionally going out, but because it's not like oh I have to do it now, I have to perform. It's oh I'm just gonna go. And then you let yourself and your subconscious sort of takes over and you see things or you don't see things, but it's not as much pressure. Mm-hmm. I find. Yeah. 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 Cause I've lost the same thing. I used to go out a lot. You know, Ward and I used to go out a lot and he's, he was laid off and so he's not downtown and I've been in my own issues, whatever. Um, so I haven't been out. And so now when I, when I do, I'm like, Oh, I need to get something, you know, like I haven't mm-hmm. posted on Instagram for like a month. Um, God, that's such a drag. That's such a drag that you that you're thinking that. Like, well, it's not that I, it's not Instagram that's a problem. It's just like that well, that gives me the reminder that I that I'm kind of losing the practice, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And it's not like I don't care that people don't see something, but it's something for myself to, um, you know, mark time and mark things like this. This time of winter, I love winter. Winter is a beautiful, has amazing light, and I have nothing. <laughs> I, I i join you with that i i actually like the fall and the winter i don't like cold necessarily but i love the light and yeah i like the same thing it's like nothing's nothing's happening you know um i mean i you know you're talking about like you know you go out with ward and he's not around anymore uh to go out with you on a regular basis and is it just because our routine has been thrown out you know you know is that part of it which could be part of it, right? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of it is that routine, which is, um, or just your your routine allows spaces, allows has gaps, right? Because you have you have you're at home and then you leave, and you go to work, so you have that time period where it's for you because you it, there's nothing really much else you can do in that time, and so you you use it for this other purpose because you can and then you take that away and then you, it's different now that now that the intention or the effort is different for me yeah it is for me too yeah. so it's i not, I, yeah. go ahead no i i was gonna say it's not a pleasant place to be in <laughs> no like you know especially because you want to like for me i like i want to go out and be be creative you know i want to I want to um, hit the sack, as it were, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and 
I got all this stuff. I got all these cameras. You know, I got my new iPhone, which I think I love as a camera, by the way. I've been mm. been shooting a lot with that lately. Um, and, uh, you know, recently I've been going out without my real camera. And not just because my iPhone is good. I just like, huh, do I really want to carry this with me? <laughs> and it's really, it's funny because I, I, I tell my uh, street photography students, like, you know, you want to carry a camera with you all the time because... Or you want to carry it with you physically and you want it to be out because, you know, you you don't want to have to fuss with, like, pulling something out of a bag and taking pictures. And here I am doing exactly what I'm telling them not to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> either I'm not carrying my camera or my camera is in my pocket, you know, because it's my phone. And I got to, you know, reach in and, and, and pull it out and stuff like that. Um, but... You know, that's that's like an intention. Like I'm not going out and intentionally photographing. What it what what I think the insomnia really is 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 like going out and really wanting to do something, and 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 something in yourself is preventing it. And I don't know what that is, uh, or or even how to even begin to manage it. Like that's kind of the thing. Like how can we figure out what to do to mitigate this? You know this insomnia for lack of a better phrase. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about like, should we take, you know, is there medicines or like, you know, meditations and stuff like that? Cause I don't think this is that. I don't really think this is a, you know, I can meditate or I even like going out with my camera is a bit of a meditation, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think this solves that. that, you know? And I know it's like, well, you know, get present. Someone could just say, what, you know, meditate, get present, then you can go out with your camera and, and but no, you could do that and maybe you're then you then your brain's kicking in five minutes later and you're back to where you were before. I don't think it's always as easy to just solve this problem, but there must be some kind of way or something that we can do to like either like recognize that we're doing this. Number one, like what are the signs? You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, worn shoes and empty empty SD cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, but how is this, how is this different? Let's play it this way. How is this different than like, all right, you're going out to shoot and you walk around and you just don't see something that, you know, you're not jiving with the world. Like, how is this, how is this different than that? I don't, I don't think it is. I, I think that really? like, no, cause I, I, I don't, cause I, that's where I, at least for me, cause that's where I feel like I'm at is that I'm not, I'm out of sync with, mm-hmm. um, I'm out of sync with the street i'm out of sync with the vibe in where i do walk around um and that's when, my own issues right when you say out of sync i think of like jet lag yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah i guess it, you know i'm sure there's lots of i think we have lots of words specific for cer- certain situations but really work that's why i find this top or this yeah topic interesting in insomnia because it i think it's it's a it's speaking towards a universal um, in, in specificity, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, we have a, this, this insomnia problem hits a lot of different things. We call it insomnia when it's related to sleep, you know, probably a better word for the, the creative world, but, but I like it because it, you know, everybody understands what insomnia is and, every, and I think a lot of people can relate to it. Um, or at least have a really clear idea when you say, no, this is, you know, as opposed to a kind of a artsy, um, 
word for what we're feeling creatively because maybe someone's not as cr- quite as creative so they don't quite get that you're talking about like a, like a creative block yes uh, yeah which is also like a very big generic block. term yeah. yeah but yeah it's I, that would be the probably writer's block would be the equivalent if you were a writer but yeah yes. well. i'm not a writer so Although I, I think I felt that before, but anyway, back to the, back to <laughs> back on topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had mentioned before that it was like an ache. Um, yeah, trying to reach some place, like you know, climbing the hill, not getting to the top, or you want to reach it, and you just can't quite get there at all. And uh, you know, I, mean, I don't know if it's the same idea as like pushing the rock up the hill and having it roll down again. I mean. Yeah. Sisyphusian. Is that the right word? Oh, I'm not. I mean, Sisyphus was the one. I don't know how to say that in that phrase. But yeah, yeah, that idea that you're you're, you're, uh, trying to reach for something and you can't quite get it. And what is the something? Like, is it something that we're imposing on ourselves? Like, you were talking about this outside influence. I mean, Instagram or whatever it is. And I know you're not saying that's driving you, but it's part of the, you know, it's in there. I know for, for me... I want the flow. I want that feeling like uh, when you're, you know, I haven't had a street for shooting for, for quite a while now, but um, I do, I can get it um, when I'm in the studio and you're just, it's jiving. Cause you know, this is, I guess is probably where it gets contradictory in my, as we talk about this, but like when I was did a studio shoot yesterday, you know, there's this intention and there's a lot of expectations. So you, you know, there's mm-hmm. performance things because you, you know, there's time and effort, but uh, you get into this flow and you know the model's doing her thing or their thing, whatever, whoever you're shooting, and and the lights working and you're and you're just seeing these like the way the lights playing off the model and it's just you you get that flow that's to me that's the sleep right like Mm -hmm. that's what i when i shoot that's what i want to feel i want to feel oh that was something there um you know i think that's sorry to interrupt when you're saying that i was like maybe that's the dream state you know and i'm like a little bit probably yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. but that dream state like that's that dream state was would be another metaphor for that flow because it's it's sort of a quasi out-of-body experience where you're you're so present that you're not feeling your body mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. i was you know exactly i had i didn't eat about. supper but i wasn't hungry i was thirsty because you know it's dry here but um but even in those moments you don't feel the thirst until you pause yeah, yeah. and they're like holy crap i'm really thirsty <laughs> but then you get back into it and it's it's just like you know my my knee's been giving me a problem, but you know, you don't feel it because you're yeah, just, it's yeah. there. Right. And that's that dream state, that REM sleep, that that's what I yearn for. And that's what, and this is why, this is why I really like this metaphor because you, you spend all this time. I just want to fall asleep. I just want to fall asleep. I just want to get back to that flow. Yeah. It's funny. You're saying that because I have the exact same experience when I was shooting stock, um, stock productions, and I, I would rent a studio and I'd hire the models and I'd, I'd cast them. And then came the day for the shoot or maybe I'd have a two day shoot and, you know, I'd hire 
uh, a friend as an assistant and my wife would come and help and we would do all the sets. And anyway, came shooting day, you know, we would go eight hours um, most times. And I like my assistant or my wife would have to stop and say, you know, we have to have lunch. <laughs> you know, and it was like, you know, exactly. The, I, I couldn't put it in better words than you did, that that exact same state of like you're you're in this in this i want to say zone because it's it's too over said it's something else it's flow uh, it is a flow no no and it's called flow it, right it's like oh that. it's called flow right right oh now i right. remember that book yeah i haven't read yeah. that yeah um it's... i should put that in the show notes and because i, I want to read that book and i've got it on my shelf someplace i gotta really pick that up again and um i can't remember the author's name is it some czechoslovakian guy or something yeah, I, I, I can't remember yeah, well, I'll, I'll I'll put it in the notes so people can look for it. But I didn't. I lost track of time. You know, yep. I was surprised that eight hours went by so fast. Yeah, uh, and you know, of course, the the expectations were the models were there for me and the assistants were there for me, and like I was sort of in control of everything, and I had to keep aware of that as well. But I would really lose myself, and I found that happened more often when I was doing like what we were talking about, like setting up a shoot like that, like where I, um, I had to be responsible for a lot of things. Um, and, uh, I don't get that much more cause I like, you know, if I go out and shoot, you know, street or walking around Times square or go to Greenwood cemetery, it's not quite the same thing. I'm not like responsible to anybody, you know, uh, it's, you know, more having to just deal with myself. Um, Although I still get that way. Like I could be in Greenwood Cemetery, be walking around and, you know, just like a little kid would go outside too long and, you know, in the winter and freeze, you know, <laughs> just not aware of it. <laughs> the same kind of thing. I'd be out there. I'm like, oh, you know what? I got to stop. I got to I got to go and I got to eat something like that's that grumble in my stomach means, you know, it's a signal. I got to I got to take care of myself. I but, think street shooting to me is is more like. You're like the symbols in the orchestra, you know, the, the, the symphony's going and you have to pay attention because your part comes, but it's so infrequent, right? So the time passes differently because it's like well, when you're, yeah, yeah. when you're in the studio, you're, you're the lead violinist or you're the, yeah, the conductor the, in a sense. The, or you're the conductor. Yeah. So you're always present, but when right. you're street shooting, it's like, there's a symphony going on and you have to pay attention to that moment and you're looking for that moment and you're reading the music and that's. You're re reading the street, and then bang, there's a shot. That's bang, an there's a way. spot. Yeah. Right, right, right. But yeah. most of the time, you're listening, and watching, and 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 following what's going on around you to find that moment. So it's a different type of time. It's very staccato and and quick. But where you know, as opposed to the yeah, I, the I was thinking the 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 uh, I don't know, what do they call that? The first first chair. But what? the con but the first chair the um, the violinist the first chair violinist oh I don't know this this is in a in an orchestra I think so hmm. but but the conductor is probably more apt because you are you know in your experience with your setting up you're literally conducting the whole show so yeah that's it yeah, yeah. it's interesting that the the thing about the well what are with other kinds of photography like how did I wonder how this manifests how like if you're a landscape photographer, would this, what would that, what would it be? It's more akin to, I don't know, if we went by an, as an orchestra. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah, going I off on the side here. I don't know. Um, 
but it might be the bass note. Yeah, yeah. Slow and steady. Yeah. But this uh hmm. yeah, I'll have to ask Brian Manier oh, that yeah. he's the yeah. or uh Mac, Mac they do they do yeah. landscape. Yeah. Well the uh, um back to this insomnia thing. Mm-hmm. Um did you we were talking about this you saw the movie Insomnia? Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, the, you know it's a, it's a remake of a Oh, is it? Yeah, a remake of a Norwegian film with um what's his name? Um Stellan uh, I, I I'm going to say his last name wrong. It sounds like Scotchgard. Ah, <laughs> hmm. uh, shoot. He's uh, well. Anyway, he's he's this Norwegian actor. You've seen him. He's in he's in the Marvel movies. He was in Thor. Um, he was also in Chernobyl, the recent oh, okay. HBO show. But anyway, I haven't seen the Norwegian uh, original of Insomnia, but I did like the Christopher Nolan version of it. And uh, if, I mean, if anybody hasn't seen the movie yet, it's about um, uh, it, it stars Al Pacino and Robin Williams and. Al Pacino is a cop, uh, a Los Angeles cop who gets sent to Alaska to uh, investigate a, mur- uh, a murder. And uh, this cop, uh, Al Pacino, is, is suffering from insomnia. Uh, he's got a lot weighing on his mind. And um, throughout the movie, it's his interactions with the suspect who's um, Robin Williams and, and other people in the town but it's also they set it up in, uh, you know, in Alaska because it was an old, you know, the uh, summer um, light. Uh, why, why am I getting this wrong? The summertime. Um, the winter would be the darkness. Right. But this is summer. There's no well, the, summer. Okay. the summer. The, the sun doesn't set in this yeah. place and he can't get to sleep. He's trying to cover the windows. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, anyway, Nolan does a great job of uh, I've never had insomnia at this um you know, uh, the way the characters had this insomnia, but the way he filmed it, I can picture what it's like, you know, focusing on the uh, windshield wipers or uh, trying to block out all the light in his hotel room and, 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 and a bunch of other things, just like, you know, about to fall asleep and the phone rings, right, you know, or sticking the clock in the, uh, uh, that one I actually resonated with a lot, sticking the clock in the uh, drawer so you don't see the time <laughs> pass by. Because <laughs> yeah. actually, when I have insomnia, and if I see a clock, I'm like, I, I just, I don't look at a clock, because that's that sets me off. That's incredible. But anyway, but that in the in the film, like this um, aching to to sleep and to rest and not ever being able to get there, and thus not being able to do anything, like you're paralyzed. Okay. Um, you know, actually, I, I think I was confusing that movie with uh, the Machinist. With uh, Christian Bale. Oh no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, you're, I'm hearing you talking like, no, that's not the way that I remember that going. So I'm like, no, it had. Oh, you so you haven't seen this film? No, I haven't seen Insomnia. I was, I was thinking it was The Machinist because it's along the same premise where the guy hasn't slept for like a year. Oh, (laughs) I I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. I couldn't even imagine that. You know, photographically, what that was like. Yeah, no. If you can see it, it's a great movie. It's really good. Robin Williams plays a writer, so it's uh, and it's okay. filmed really well. And uh, Hilary Swank is in it, and um, hmm. there's probably a few other people that you've you you would know. Uh, and it's filmed really well. But I think the main character, his his desire to sleep, and then in the midst of this, trying to solve a murder, and uh, and a whole bunch of other things, um, 
that are on his mind, uh, it's, you know, it's hard to, I mean, it's easy to imagine how you would not be able to sleep, uh, especially yeah. with a place where, there's, where the sun doesn't set, um, if you're not used to that. So, you know, I was thinking about that, like this, I'm, I'm out, you know, translating, going back to photography, like I'm out trying to do something, trying to be creative, uh, you know, maybe not trying to take a specific picture, but I'm really just trying to like look through the lens and look, look at subjects that I'm shooting in a way that I'm excited or, or something. And I, and I can't quite get it, you know, and there's sometimes a lot of obvious things like, you know, I, I walk around in Brooklyn, there's so many obvious things to shoot that I could be creative with. And, you know, maybe another photographer would be able to look at it and be able to take this shot of this thing and say it's a pair of shoes on a, on a, you know, a park bench or something like that. Like, you know, cause New York is full of all these crazy things, you know? And it's like, it's like a, it's like a given, it's like a no brainer. You look at this thing and like, Oh yeah, fine. That's, that's a creation. I can take a picture of that and still not being able to get it, not being able to sort of, you know, to, to look at this thing and, and focus on it. And I mean, focus not by camera wise, but I mean, focus my, in my creative intelligence into this thing. Like I'm, I'm not getting it. I'm losing it. What is that about? And how, you know, and hopefully just talking with you and figuring out like, how do I get past that? You know, and I'm sure this resonates with a lot of people, you know, and is it just like, well, you know, put the camera away. You're not out ready to shoot. And I don't want to dismiss it. Like that's too easy of a dismissal to say, well, you know, I'm just not having it today because there's got to be something to it. I'm not trying to solve it. You know, maybe it's something like, well, this is part of the process, you know, um, Anyway, I just, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody, anything rings a bell here or something. I'm just, I'm trying to, like, I'm just walking, as you're talking, I'm walking through, like, in my mind, I'm, you know, envisioning myself walking down the street and when I have these times. And I, I, I remember there were times when I couldn't shoot, but, like, I couldn't actually bring my, I was carrying, sometimes I was carrying a camera, sometimes I wasn't, some, um, but I would, I would still look, right? Mm -hmm. So you, mm -hmm. and and try to see, and I found there was periods of times where I would be like really analyzing people's faces as they walk by and be like, oh yeah, I really like you know there's some really fascinating uh, portraiture there because of their their face shape or what they're wearing or the combination of all the above or whatever. So you know, there's times where it's like you're having, it's, you know, to keep with this sleep metaphor where, where you're having that little nap of, it's not quite fulfilling. It's not that deep mm -hmm. sleep that has, you know, lucid dreams or whatever, but it's, you know, oh yeah, appreciating the light there. There it is right there. Or, you know, I love the way that Pierce is walking, walk through that little light beam or whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, this sort of the only thing that comes to mind of of how you to solve that is is even if you don't have a camera or you can't take the picture or for whatever reason it's just not working so keep looking so like saying shooting without a camera well, shoot, if you want to call it shooting. Yeah, but, well, what else would we but, call it? I mean, it is looking, but... but looking. 
But if you had a camera with you, you would be probably taking the picture. So maybe, maybe not. It, but like when I see uh, the people, I'm not stopping them to photograph them. I'm just hmm. photograph. I'm just looking at them and and seeing uh, and saying, you know, that would be a great photograph. You would be a fantastic subject. I find myself doing that a lot, actually. In really? fact, yeah, almost to the point of I feel a little bit creepy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, if, don't like object. staring at people, you know, a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I got to be careful. You know, I don't objectify, objectify people. And I'm like, no, I objectify people yeah. <laughs> all the time. Well, isn't that the job of a photographer sometimes? I mean, I, I guess I, it, it has to be because that's right. what we have to do. Right. Like you don't get the luxury of a conversation in a photograph. Right. 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 You're not doing video. And even yeah. then, that's highly edited. Yeah. So yeah, like I I look at people and I see people all the time. I'm like, I'd really like to photograph that person. That's the equivalent of sort of sitting at a cafe and people watching, which people do all the time. I don't think it's yeah too creepy. I mean, it's not like you're following. <laughs> Maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I try not to. But no, no. Sometimes but... it's well, I don't like it when I intentionally turn and follow somebody because I don't yeah, care no, that much. No. But it's. It's it's actually interesting. Like I do that. It's like mini sessions in your head. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really like that. Whatever, and you kind of like play with it in your head for a minute, and you know, conceptualize how that would work and how you'd want to light that, and then the moment's gone, and you carry on. And you store it away for future, or you just like it's here. No, and I'm it's not gone that smart. And... Yeah. No, you know what though? Like I shouldn't say that. Like I don't have that type of memory. Uh, some people mm-hmm. have that ridiculous photographic memory. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Uh, but it's still the practice so that when I do get in front of the camera, you have all these like rehearsed things in your head that you're like, oh yeah, I want to look at, I want to see the light come and play this way. Right. Um, or Something the you can fall back on. You know? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a, a cheap practice without actually having, because it's, you know, studio works a lot. When you don't have a studio, it's hard, especially when you don't have commissions. <laughs> on top right, of it. right. Yeah, yeah. Interesting that going out without a camera uh, on purpose to just look at things, which is like, um, which, you know, which would probably drive photographers crazy in some sense. Because you're out there and you're seeing something. Like if I saw, if I went out without a camera and I saw some strange stuff on the streets and I didn't have a camera to shoot with, it'd be, it would be like, you know, sitting there, you know. But perhaps this idea of actually doing that and making that a purpose, so that when you do go out with your camera again, that you're more into this, you you have perhaps a better ability to get into that um, dream state, as we were talking about that REM version of uh whatever it is in photography um i don't know uh, you know yeah it hasn't bothered me because i i think i'm a weird photographer i saw um was browsing you that? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get the yeah, no. loop around um i was on i saw someone tweet some photographer on twitter or whatever and he's like oh i shoot like 600 photos a day and i'm like oh barf <laughs> I, I that's that's crap you know like come on sure i'm sure i could do that too but right. i don't feel like deleting 598 of photos a day because that's not a useful time so why i say i'm a weird photographer is 
like I'm not a shutterbug. Like I don't like some people like all the time. I'm like, no, I'd happily do a shoot with, you know, a few photos. In fact, I'm working on a project right now. And yes, I'm cheating because I'm using digital on top of it as a mm. Polaroid. But um, the intent of the project is to shoot one person with 12 frames because that's a roll really? of, one, of 120. Mm-hmm. And I want to print all 12. And so, you know, which is crazy when you think of, you know, when I do any other, if you do any other book project, it's thousands to one. Right. Or not right. thousands, it's hundreds to one. Yeah. And now I want to print all 12 because part of the the purpose is is to uh, to, cre- to have space for uh, perceived imperfection. So it's in perceived imperfection in people. So in order to stay true to that, I can't, oh, like if I don't have perfection in the photos and so be it. So when you say 12 shots, like you're not, edit- are you editing down to 12 or like your intention is like 12 and I'm done. That's One it. roll of film. Okay. I load the camera. So I have, I have my digital cameras, my Polaroids and right. Right. You know, so I think the I wouldn't lash, call that cheating. No. <laughs> well, no, but I, I have a like I have two shoots then. Um, yeah. If I was if I was really brave, I would only have the twelve, and that would be it. Mm-hmm. And I I think I could do that, but I you know the way that I work, I feel like the Lisa Digital gets me something to these people. Um, right, there's a you have the practical part of this. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you're in control good. of this. You're con- it's oh, not yeah. cheating if you're in control of like this is how I'm going to manage my you know manage okay. this. So true. Yeah. But yeah, so that's you know so. That's why I say I'm a little bit of a, a strange photographer in that I, I don't just shoot. So I can I can happily walk around, you know. I would say for the last six, nine, maybe even a year, mm-hmm. I would go out with Ward walking at lunch when he was still downtown and uh, not bring a camera, and mm. often not even bring out my phone to shoot. I would just watch what he would shoot and see, you know, try to see what he's seeing. Sometimes see it, sometimes not. See my mm-hmm. own things and just be content in seeing that Mm. moment Mm -hmm. and um and then letting it pass it's interesting as you're as you're saying that um first of all you know if and you you said you're shooting film right actual film this particular project yep medium format right 12 yep square so square square yeah square yeah 12 uh so you know just because we have digital today doesn't mean like people who were shooting projects when there was film, they would happily go through, you know, if it meant something, then they go through hundreds of rolls of rolls of film in a day as well. So, yeah. you know, you know, you're saying this guy shoots 600 pictures a day or something like that. I'm just saying, I, you know, I, I point out that digital makes it less expensive to do, but not necessarily, you know, were we doing, not doing this when there was film around. I mean, I'd go out with my, you know, 35 millimeter camera and I would, I would buy like a brick of, you know, Triax or a brick of Kodachrome and I would shoot like tons of it because film was cheap, you know, and yeah. I would just, you know, it wasn't as cheap as digital, but back then, you know, I, like, well, I could afford it and I could, you know, I had a motor drive on my camera and I could just shoot as much as I want when I wanted and nothing was to stop me. So you, we're just able to do it a little easier now, but it's interesting that you're, you're saying like 12 exposures and I'm done like this one roll and it's, and it's, and it's finished. Um, and uh, was, how do you feel about that actually? 
How's the what's uh, the experience it's, like? It's scary, but you know, and then I developed the film and you're like, God dang, I'm caught mid blink or whatever and so you're like, Well, either I keep it in or you crop it because someone else something else worked and I don't know. I Isn't the end perfection Joe also like not in you were saying the persons how were you saying that? Remind well, saying it's it's like person? it's sort of a body positivity thing, right? Like, so oh, okay, it's, right. You know, it's um, my intent is not just to use models, but um, my intent is to open it to whomever, mm-hmm. um, and do this shoot, and have those only those twelve, and have that as the record, and I want to print all twelve and and have them in a book as those twelve images, and. Um, so yeah, I have to, I don't know how I feel quite yet about, I haven't blown anything really tragically Mm -hmm. yet. Um, they've all been pretty decent, so I don't know. I'll see how I handle an imperfection if I ever get to that point. But then, you know, when you're shooting, you also are not being willy nilly and spray and pray. It's definitely the stop and pop and you're a little bit more intentional to make sure everything's. You know, like it, uh, I've been shooting uh, T Max, T Max, yeah, I think I ran a Triax, so it's T Max 400, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, I'm not shooting with super fast uh, shutter speed, so I gotta wait till people stop moving, otherwise there'll be some motion blur, or I get comfortable with some motion blur. You know, like I like certain things sharp, like right, uh, right. your eyes and face, classically, but you know, if it doesn't happen. So we'll see. We'll see as this project progresses. How is, is part of the imperfection with. not only your your in, in imperfection? I would say in quotes in a weird way, you know, because yeah, nothing's perfect. We're all imperfect. Yeah. But would any of this imperfection include you as the as the creator? Like you know, totally. You know, by, like by some default, the film right? got fogged, or you bl- someone was blinking, or you know, oh, yeah. something came in. You're you're part of the process. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 sort of a, to me, it's a little bit of my rebellion or my anti-Instagram, Snapchat filter culture where everybody, you know, blurs this every line and imperfection off their face. Right, right. Um, right. Until they're dolls, you know, like everybody wants to be a Barbie doll. <laughs> and so like this, the whole point of this, and it's like, and part of the reason I'm doing film is because I have almost no I certainly don't have the technical ability to edit that much in uh in the darkroom mm-hmm. like I, I'm actually printing like I'm not scanning and printing these I'm silver gel printing. printing them oh, so yeah, yeah. like these will be darkroom prints um and if there is scanning and any sort of if it ever gets to the point of having any digital reproduction it'll be of the of the prints not of the film so there's no touch-ups right Right. So there's no ability to edit. Like I, like I even, I try to do that light handedly and when I shoot digital, but it's so easy to be like, oh, I can just make that a little bit less. <laughs> you know, that being said, I have, a, it's a Mamiya uh, C330. So it's like from the early 80s. So the, mm-hmm. the, the glass isn't as sharp as my digital camera either. Mm. Right. The inherent nature of the film is not the same as, digital there's a different part of the imperfection there. yeah so anyway but going back to um 
God, I just forgot what you're saying. But going back to like going out, I, I realized recently, like I go out, I bring my camera with me as much as I can. You know, there's times when I do carry it with me, I, I bring it. But I do find myself carrying it around my neck and not taking a single shot hmm. at all, you know. And I start to think about that. Is this because like I'm not seeing anything that's interesting? I mean, I I I I walk the same routes all the time, so I'm like I always find something new to shoot or something new to look at. But um, this idea of like walking around and, and looking and seeing and uh, trying not to, um, you know, in a sense, give myself insomnia just by not photographing, just like by not shooting, by just looking, you know, yep. and not having to live up to some sort of expectation that I need to be creative uh, at that moment or just because I have a camera on my neck, then I'm obliged to go out and take a picture or I have some sort of new lens that I bought. And I did, you know, I bought a new lens. Uh, one of these um, seven, seven artisan lens, you know, yep. the, uh, and it's a fisheye lens. Um, okay. It's a full frame fisheye. I've never owned a fisheye before. Oh, no. No, I, I, I never thought I would take, I was like, what am I going to do with a fisheye? And this is like, again, it's like one of those lenses, like it's 80 bucks. I'm like, oh, you know what? I squeeze something in before the end of the year, and, you know, for taxes or whatever. And, and I don't have, I don't have a lens like this, you know, and I bought it and I took like six shots with it so far. Nothing I like, you know? Um, and, you know, part of me thinks like, well, you know, it's just not me. I should put it away. I'm not going to use it. This is, or I should sell it, you know? This is not going to be what I'm looking at. And, um, God, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> the train just took off. Um, this wide angle lenses takes in a lot of stuff. So it's easy yeah, to get Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, you know, in the sense that I had some sort of expectation that I bought, I have this thing and now I've got to sort of justify using it and go out and, um, and, and be creative with this thing that I got now just because I have it. And like, that's not going to happen. You know, there might be a time when, I'm like, oh, you know what? This is perfect for this, for this, for this lens or whatever it is I've got in front of me that I can use to be creative. But the idea of going out and forcing myself to do it, it seems to be an easy way for me to like, yeah, you know what? I got this lens and I run outside and I take like a couple pictures of trees and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? No, this is like, I've lost it. I can't, I can't do this. But it's actually, you know, it sounds, you know, going back to our, going, going back to our metaphor as you're, as you're saying these things, I'm like, Oh, what you're, you know, you're taking, it's like, you're trying to take that sleeping pill. Uh -huh. uh, maybe, you know, maybe if I just get this new camera or just this new lens or this new tripod or whatever piece of gear, you know, maybe then I'll be able to fall asleep. Right. Then it'll just, right. it'll, 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 it'll solve that ache that I have. Yeah. It'll, but it, uh, but they don't, right. No. It never does. Or if it does, it's not, you're not solving a photographic creation ache. You're solving a, acquiring uh consumerism ache which is a right. totally different story um but related it's a, it's related yeah but yeah. it's you know i think i don't think or rather i think there's a plenty of literature that says that's ultimately a uh, unfulfilling desire in fact i'm pretty sure there's thousands of years of literature on that yeah. <laughs> well the fulfilling part is the anticipation of getting it and the opening up of the thing whatever it is yeah, like, but it doesn't you know, last. But then when you have it, you're like, oh, then it, yeah, then it doesn't Next. last. Next, right? And and but, that then affects us. Uh, it certainly affects us creatively. I think. Yeah. You know, it might it might drive us to have this insomnia. You know, 
Um, well, it's a, like this is, and I think this is where you fall. This is why, you know, your distraction thing is being big because that's, I think that's that tangent off of you're trying to use gear as a distraction from the fact that you're not creating, mm-hmm. you're not fulfilling, you're not actually sleeping, you're doing this other thing that's not what you want to be doing which is creating and for whatever reason that is. And I can't answer that for myself, let alone for anybody else yeah. um, of what, how to do that. Um, I just know when I've hit the flow, I don't know how to get there. So is there a way to, uh, I don't know, we're not going to solve this now and it's probably not something that can be solved, but um, do you think that you think there's any steps to take to mitigate Something like this. Well, there might not I, be. I like, don't know. I don't know. I it makes you wonder if you know when, um, when you're actually in insom- having insomnia, you know they say exercise and eat better and drink water and you know don't indulge in the you know various vices that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, that's maybe that's that, is it just walking without a camera and, and just trying to see the, see the light, <laughs> see the, well, I'm going to just, I'm just going to own that meta or that pun, <laughs> uh, see the light and, uh, without having to, to photograph it and then just, and take that as exercise and try to find the pictures and be content to not taking them and just, yeah having that moment to see them and enjoy the the moment of experiencing it as opposed to trying to capture it. Because I think it, that's the trouble, right? I don't think, I think it's difficult to experience something and photograph it. Right. Yeah. No, I agree a hundred percent. As you're saying street. that. Yeah. Well, certainly I, I was, as you were saying that I was thinking, but now I haven't had, ins- uh, I've had bouts of insomnia, you know, but not to any real extent. Like, it's not something that's ongoing with me. But I was thinking, like, okay, if I'm having insomnia next time, maybe instead of trying to actually go to sleep, maybe the best thing to do would be get up and do something, right? You know, read a book, watch TV. Maybe that would put me to sleep. But um, what you're talking about uh, is is thinking, like, I don't don't think you can solve, like, if you you have this ongoing insomnia, I don't think you're going to solve it by always staying up and, and doing all these things. There's other things that you need to do to deal with what is keeping you awake, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's let's say it in terms of f- taking pictures photographically or being creative. Is like, all right, you, you're going out and you have this bout. You're, you're trying to reach some creative peak and you can't, and, and you're you're blocked. Whatever you want to call it, insomnia, and you can't get it. Put you know, rather than forcing yourself to try to do this thing, you put the camera away. You know. You do what you're saying. Look at things with your eyes. You go to a bookshop. You read a book. You you know go to do something else that has nothing to do with photography. You're not necessarily going to solve the problem while you're out and shooting. Yeah, you may want to shoot. May want to be creative, but some part of you is not letting you be. And forcing yourself to do it is just going to end up with a bunch of pictures that you're going to throw out, like you were just talking about before. And so, (laughs) ditching the camera, huh? (laughs) I was gonna say you end up with a bunch of pictures that you want to look. You want to know what they look like. Just hop on any social media and you'll see those pictures. <laughs> That's true. You're gonna end up with that. You know, f- don't force yourself. You know, and and think about the other issues that are going on. What what are you lacking? Are you lacking in some you know visual 
uh, stimulation? Is it something like, okay, well, maybe I need to go to more movies and watch films and put the camera away, or I need to go to the, the museum and look at paintings or, or go to a beach and something and like make sandcastles or whatever it is that's sort of the, the bigger picture solving of your creative uh, insomnia, as it were. Because um, yeah. you may not be able to solve it right when you're out on, when you're actually doing the thing that you want to do, you know? Well, the, I, you know, I was after my shoot last night or yes, yeah, yesterday, um, we were talking with the model afterwards and there, you know, I think in a, as a society, we really have struggle with the concept of rest. You know, we have a, you know, being North American, we have this Protestant work ethic where mm-hmm. um, we have to work and be productive all the time. And like, well, this, you know, this isn't work. It's a, uh, it's a creative endeavor. And it's, and it's one that, that when you're, when I'm successful and I'm only going to speak for myself is when you, when you're tuned into those, the muses, the universe, whatever you want to, whatever terminology you want to apply to that, but it's a tuning into something other than yourself and, and letting that flow through you. Um, and so, you know, maybe you just need to rest. Mm-hmm. Mm. which this is where the insomnia thing doesn't work because you know, we're taking a break from that, but, and right. may, it, right. you know, if it's a week, a day, an hour, it's, it's, it's sort of like just taking that expectation off. Setting it aside. Um, yeah. For some time. Yeah. 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 I, and whether like you, whether it's movies, like you said, or reading a book or, or whatever, whatever, it, whatever works for you or whoever, you know, we, you know, we don't have to be productive in this, especially for those of us who really pursue this as an art form and as a, uh, as that, you know, just trying to be, have that fulfillment of mm-hmm. creation mm-hmm. or capture, whatever you want to call it, then, you know, take a break, take mm. a rest. I, I would agree with that, you know, so. If, uh, if we could figure out how to make that work with sleep. Then we'd be genius, but I don't know. (laughs) You know, getting getting a good night's rest is part of what is very a necessity for our bodies. You know, and there's all these studies about if you don't sleep well, your life expectancy can be affected by that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and uh, I get the same sense that you know, for us who are creatives, um, if we're not we're not creative enough. I don't think it's going to affect our life expectancy, but it's going to affect our some part of us. Uh, and, it drives uh, me towards depression. Yeah, yeah. That's that that I do know, um, and I don't do this as much as I'd like, um, but I've been able to do it enough for the most part to not go there as mm-hmm. much. There's times mm-hmm. where it gets close. Um, certainly losing my daily routine with shooting has not helped, but, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, well, I, well, let's, uh, I want to say put this to bed, (laughs) (laughs) but I can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. I can't sleep. Yeah. But in relation to, uh, the muses, um, I wanted it. We're already in an hour. Jeez. Um, since it's the last show of the year for me, uh, for, for this show, I just wanted to ask you, had the, uh, 
in this past year, have the muses touched you particularly in one project or photo that you uh, created this year? And would you be willing to share at least, uh, you know, it could be a picture. It could be how photo. you made the picture or something like what, you know, you could be generic about this one. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have anything that's that precious of one. There's been, a, I've been, had some opportunity this year to work with some pretty amazing people mm-hmm. um, and, and make some pretty, like I just said, there's a kind of diversity of stuff. I, if I had to do a street shot, I'd say I'm out. Cause I got, I got nothing mm-hmm. for 2019. Like <laughs> I, I would struggle to find anything that I'd be like, well, I really like that. Um, studio work. Yeah. There's quite a few in there that I, I really, um, Oh, I guess that was technically a 2018 shot, but, um, Uh, yeah, there's some stuff that I have that, you know, just it's, it's, it's more the experience that I've had this year that has been really good and just being able to work with some, with people and, um, and and that's been in the studio and flow. Yeah. And and just, you know, and and I had an experience, uh, I don't know when it was actually October, November, doesn't matter. Um, and I had two. I had set up two shoots back to back, and the one was really, really amazing. Um, and there was a just a different vibe and a di- different connection, and we made some really amazing things. And then the next shoot was totally different, and it wasn't bad. It was just different, mm-hmm. and. And like, if I had to choose, I definitely pick the first one, um, because it there was more of the I don't know. You just it just had a different feel, much more. I I can't even describe it. Just a preferential f- experience to the second one, and the second one he made some beautiful imagery too. It just didn't have the same. I think if you can't put words to it, then that's then it's a. <laughs> That it's something spectacular. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you, I don't. Because you probably you shouldn't put words to it if it's that deep of a, an experience, you know. Yeah. Like it was just, you know, this person hadn't modeled for a while and I was dealing with a whole bunch of issues and like, you know, ter- you know lots of things going on in her life. And, um, and then it was just you able to bring her out of this place and so mm-hmm. like this it, it was a shoot but it was more than that and it was really amazing and i think that's why the second one contrasted so yeah. dramatically yeah. is because the first one had such so much more connotation to it yeah. and so much there was a you know she brought a lot more emotion and um imparted much more meaning that mm-hmm. the second person didn't um not uh didn't not because they weren't into it it just they weren't coming from that emotional space Hmm. right and so you know like i don't know i I guess people listening to this will probably be more attuned to these type of things than some of my other friends but you know the shooting is there's like when we talk about that flow there's emotion and um like there's just so much more at work than what you see and what you're holding and either what you're photographing, whether it's a model 
or a building or street scene or, or landscape. There's just more to it. And I've, you know, I think in the past, I don't know if you've talked about this or I've talked about this with Mac. I feel like it was, a, there was more of us talking about it, just sort of that, how, you know, what's the meaning of a photograph? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like I can show you those photos and you may never get that same thing because you weren't there. And I can't, um, right, right, yeah. in that, in that physical space, but, um, definitely for, for me, they will always hold that meaning and hopefully there's something translates to the imagery, but. And, and when did you do this again? I don't know. In the last couple of months. A couple I don't months. Know all exactly. right. Yeah. All right. That, that, that counts. I think That's it was great. November. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, thanks for sharing yeah. that. Yeah, I was going to say for me, in that same, in a similar vein was, um, and I, I probably mentioned this a bunch of times, and probably to you guys in the usual collective ad nauseum, <laughs> but uh, I had a little trip to this town upstate New York called Hudson, and um, mm. I think I was even, I was uh, texting with you and Ward. I don't know if it was you or while I was actually out shooting at that time. I can't remember if you were responding, but, you know, having Ward and I just come off relatively recently of doing a deep dive on Walker Evans, and and I've, I've pretty much boiled it down to it. Walker Evans is my hero, uh, photographically. <laughs> I mean, I, I there's so many different photographers, like I said, but when it came down to it, like, he's the one I resonate in a, in a lot of ways with. Um, and I won't go into that now because it's been the, before, but it was only three days in this town, and I got there, and... And um, this town was, you know, built in the late 1800s. It's actually a whaling town, strangely enough, even though it's up the Hudson. It was a whaling town. But it's got all this old architecture. And having that on my mind and walking around and seeing the light exactly the way I, like I've seen in his pictures, Evan's pictures, mm-hmm. and being in that state of mind and saying, holy crap, this is this is how this is how he might've seen things maybe. And, and being free myself to do what I want to do. Like, well, you know, I'm not, I don't have to shoot people on the streets. I can shoot architecture. I can record this town and having that freedom Mm -hmm. that I gave myself, uh, creatively to, to walk in his shoes, to emulate him, to stand on his shoulders, to, um, to share with everybody else. And to have this moment where like, I had no expectations. I just walked around and, you know, saw what I did and took pictures of it. It was like most creative, um, uh, fulfilling experience, I think for me of the year, um, in terms of, and it was only like a, two shoots because I, I was up there for, um, uh, for a retreat. So I, I had obligations so I could only walk around in the morning for like an hour or two. So literally yeah. like maybe four hours of walking around, maybe five hours at the most, uh, and netted a bunch of great pictures of this little town that I just like, I, I, I always go back and look at them, you know, and I rarely do that with my shots huh. to, to go back and look at my shots, uh, on purpose, you know, I might see them by accident if I'm scrolling through stuff, but to actually say like, <laughs> you know, let me look at that again. I'm like, huh, you know, so I got to say that that's, uh, that's the sort of a groove of pictures. And then there's just, I mean, it's hard. I can't really pick out one shot, there, but there is one shot that I keep sort of seeing when I scroll through. And it's just a shot of this guy walking in, uh, I took it during one of my classes. Um, and we all go out and do a photo walk. And 
there's this guy in the summertime, and he's walking near an Apple store in Brooklyn, and his shoulders are slumped down, and I shot it with a um, very wide lens, and so everything's very distorted, and so it looks like he's walking down this long, long street, and his shoulders, like like the world, like he had just like lost everything, and he's walking with his shoulders down, and it's black and white, and it just sort of encapsulates a little bit of, like if I'm today, if I'm asking myself what picture I'm thinking about a lot, it's that shot, you know. Maybe if it was like a month ago, I might be thinking of another shot. But that one I'm thinking of right now as right. like sort of the single picture. I'll put that in the show notes as a, as a shot. But it's just it, – it, it resonates a lot. You know, I had a bunch of stuff happen this year, felt weighted down, you know. Uh, I'm trying not to end it on a depressing note. I mean, it's a, I love the shot, and I'm not depressed by it. It's just like it, it just resonates with me. So um, I'm not going to say it's my best shot. But it's certainly the shot that I'm thinking about the most uh, – it, you know, well, now. best is always subjective, right? There's technically the best, or but right, it's right. really, yeah. What is it? You what, have to pick your shot at ones that mean something to you. Yeah, so that's the meaning. So anyway, that's my that's my pick for the for the year. <laughs> so. You when you were when you were talking about that, it, you said something interesting that made me, you know, it's just going to drag us back a little bit. Sure, but um, you you were talking about the uh, giving yourself the creative freedom. Uh, when you were working in or shooting in oh, Hudson, Hudson, yeah, um, working whatever. The when you were out shooting, you gave yourself the creative freedom. And I've been having this discussion with a friend of mine, um, you know, in relation related to style. Mm-hmm. And I think this, you know, people, you know, there's a lot of discussion about well, what's your style. And I think that's a form of this insomnia that we talked about. Mm. And and then it, as you said, you gave yourself the freedom. And then before I was talking about restricting myself to film and 12 shots and making sure I can print it in the dark room, you know, are those some of the tools that we should be trying to break out of this mm. insomniac cycle of if you're going and you're not finding anything, then restrict yourself to something that you don't usually do. And I think we've had this conversation a long, mm-hmm. long time ago about but it's probably like, good to shoot bring with a again. macro. Yeah. Right. So it, maybe that's how you break the cycle is you do something that's in the vein, but very restrictive or very, well, I think even you're saying, I think even when you say freedom, I think it was a restriction, a different type of restriction. Right. Right. Um, because you had a, you were like, I want to do this. And I'm going to, or I'm going to let myself do this, even though I normally do something else. Um, so maybe that's, that's a tool that people, you can try. Right. Cause maybe we all, we all go out with a blank canvas and sometimes when you stare, it's like we end up back at the idea of writer's block and they're staring at a blank piece of paper that, you know, all these keys that possibilities of words. Yeah. Are endless. And we go out with a camera and a lens or a bunch of lenses, which means we have infinite possibilities to do whatever we want. And it's like a deer in headlights. You just, you, you, you know. Maybe not a deer in headlights, more like the, you know, the whole um, uh, idea. Oh, I'm not getting into the metaphor. Never mind. But, you know, you're just, you've got so many options that you're just blinded and you're dumb and you're, yeah. and you, you can't, you can't even make a decision. And yeah, this idea of restricting yourself um, to break out of that is a very good one. That's, uh, I'm going to keep that in mind. Yeah. That might be a good so, Good way to take take of... your fisheye and force yourself to shoot with it for a week. Right, right. Then take your macro and go the opposite and find 
Actually, I, I, I've done, I remember doing that a few times is trying to take a macro and you're looking for like grains of, or small pebbles of, of something, or you're looking and you all of a sudden start noticing the cracks in the sidewalk or the bit of concrete that's crumbling on a step that, you know, 99 out of a hundred times that you walked by that you didn't notice. Hmm. But now that I have to shoot within six inches or a foot of something, now I change my view because I'm now I have to look there. Yeah, I think infinite choice is a problem. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it often is. And the more gear you have, the more choices you just buy yourself. Uh, Yeah, it's fun. You know, I've got a I'm a I'm an app hoarder on my phone, right? And I find (laughs) lately I've been only losing three of them. Three or four. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're right. Including it's, messages and email. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, no, but like all the apps that you buy, you know, like I, oh, got, yeah. I got all these camera apps and all these processing apps and I use three, you know, so. Yeah. Anyway. That sounds about right. Well, let's put that on the, on the agenda for this year to like to, to see what we can do to mitigate, you know, photographic insomnia by restri- uh, restricting ourselves and, and uh, seeing if that works. And maybe we'll check in in a few months and see see uh, see if that works a little bit. All right? Sounds good. All right, Mark. Jeez. <laughs> I, I still have to add an intro and an outro to this. This is going to be a long show. But I hope, I, you know what? It's the last one of the year and it's my show. I can do whatever I want. So. Exactly. <laughs> There's no advertisers giving you grief or yeah, yeah, cutting yeah. into their time. Yeah. Anyway, um, if uh, we want to find out where your stuff is, where are we looking? Uh, where's my stuff? Uh, CanadianPortraitist.com. Okay. Or CanadianPortraitist on, Inst- on CanadianPortraitist on Instagram, uh, where there's a whole lot of not, not a lot of new action yeah. at either place right now, but. Oh, that's okay. All right. Well, hopefully you'll have that's some. That's where I'm at. You'll have some new soon. Anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with me, and uh, hope you have a great new year. For sure. Thank you, and happy new year. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Once again, I'd like to thank Mark for joining me for this last show of the year and the decade. Thanks, Mark. Really love having you on the show. And the quotes from the beginning of the episode, uh, the first one was from Michael Kenna, a landscape photographer extraordinaire. And the second one was from a photographer native to Brooklyn, Helen Levitt, street photographer. I just love her work. Uh, and someday, uh, more than I hopefully will do a deep dive on her work at some point. Anyway, you can find out the show notes for this episode and uh, previous episodes at streetshots.photography. And you can look for me on Twitter and Instagram at amrosario and on Flickr at amrosario and also on Facebook as uh, Switch to Manual and Rosario Photo. Also, you can find me with my fellow brothers in light over at the Unusual Collective. So go check out our site at unusualcollective.photography. And I love, we really use that dot photography name. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I want to also plug my uh, fellow Unusuals podcasts and uh, Mac and Kasha on uh, Shutter Time uh, with Sid and Mac. Got to change that name, Mac. <laughs> and uh, Dave Swiduck and his adventures in creativity. And, of course, Brian Manier and his show, We the Creative. So go check them out and subscribe to them. I uh, love all their shows. 
And uh, if you do like this show, you can send me uh, some exposure bucks by going to iTunes and giving me ratings and reviews and uh, just, you know, letting your friends know about this show. I love to spread the word. And uh, you can go to the uh, Street Shots uh, website and drop me a line. Uh, let me know if you, there's stuff you want me to talk about, any feedback. I appreciate any feedback. I've gotten some feedback. I'm really, really happy with it. Uh, so uh, just drop a line for me there. And finally, the uh, Street Shots theme music was written and produced by Phyllis Audio. So you can find out more about the creative genius behind Phyllis Audio at phyllisaudio.com. That's P-H-Y-L-L-I-S audio. Com. And until next time and next year and next decade, keep shooting and working at it because things will begin to happen. See you next year. Bye.